morning, good chedesh, good morning. We're on Chavchet Hamadalas, which is Chavim And welcome back to my professor man. We're on Chavchet Hamadalas in the middle of the story with Rabbi Gamliel and Rabbi Yeshua that uh, they had this disagreement about whether whether Marev was uh, was Rishus or Chayva, Rabban Gamliel says it was Rishus, which we explain means relatively, sorry, Rabban Gamliel says it's Chayva, which means it's, it's obligatory, like Shachar and Mincha, and Rabbi Yeshua said it's Rishus, which means it's relatively, relatively um, optional. We say the, the key word there being relatively, because it doesn't mean it's optional, it means in, in a relationship, in comparison to other, to other mitzvahs. And Rabban Gamliel being the Nazis, they have this disagreement, and uh, Rabbi Gamliel made Rabbi Shua stand on his feet, and the Talmidim weren't having any of this. This is the third time he'd uh, caused Rabbi Yeshua pain and embarrassment, and they said, that's it, we're removing him from his position. And they appointed, in the end, they appointed Rabbi Lozim and Azariah in his place, and Rabbi Lozim and Azariah, who was only 18 at the time, was only 18 at the time, and his wife said to him, what are you going to do? They're going to think you're a little child. I mean, you're 18, you're a young, young, uh, they call spring chicken. What sort, of, what sort of respect are they going to show you? And overnight, he grew 70, uh, he grew, uh, he became like a 70-year-old. He grew 18 rows of, uh, of hair, of white hair. And we explained that, the, we ended off last, on Friday, we explained that the, in a deeper sense, it could well be that the Machlechus here is, um, and the idea of whether Mariam is Rishos or, or Choyba, based on the Inyakov, the Inyakov says that the Machlokas was, what is the Ikka? Is the Ikka, is the, is the main thing, the start, the training, the learning, or is it the Tachlis? It's what you actually reach, the goal you eventually reach. Rabbi Gamliel maintained, it's the goal. And therefore Rabbi Gamliel says, Mariam, which is the goal, it's the end of the day, that is Choyba, you have to get this. That is the main thing. Whereas Rabbi Yeshua says, no, it's Rishos. It's not so much the end goal. The main thing is Shachar, it's the Mincha, it's the, it's the, uh, the limit at the beginning, it's the Talmud at the beginning. So because of that, it's Ein Yaakov, that's why they didn't appoint Rabbi Yeshua. Because Rabbi Yeshua, what did the Gemara say? Baal Maita Habba. He's a person, he's a Baal Maita, meaning he's much older already. If you appoint Rabbi Yeshua, that won't prove anything. It won't show that Maharaj is Rishos. You want to appoint somebody who's young. To show that the Ikka is the formative years, is the years of, of, of learning, that's the most important point. So you can't appoint Rabbi Yeshua. Baal Maita, he's already reached that age, he shows he's a, he's a man of Maita, he's already much older. And that would, that would imply, possibly, that Ma'ariv is Chaybal. Therefore, we have to appoint somebody who's young. That was Rabbi Lozim and Azariah. Rabbi Lozim and Azariah was only 18 at the time, he's a young man. So we asked on that, he said it's very nice, but then he turns into a 70 year old, that, surely that, that defeats the purpose. And we explained that the idea is not, of course, everyone agrees. You have to get to the stage of Maisa. You have to get to the stage where you actually do. It's no good just to learn. That's clear from various Gemaras. We created from one the Gemara in Abed Zorah, which, which says, someone's got Torah, no mouth and Torah, he's like one without a God. The only question is, should you, should you, um, sort of, uh, accelerate and, and, and induce induce that state of Maita, or should you wait for it to come on its own? We gave a marshal the debate about whether it's better to go out and do care of work, or let it happen on its own. Just sit and learn, you'll see the effect you have on other people. It's a debate, and it may depend on different people. 
But that is the point over here. Rabbi Gamliel says it's Khoiva. You have to go out, you have to make sure the Maisa happens. Whereas Rabbi Shua says, no, it's Rashut. Just sit and learn, and you'll see it will happen on its own. And that was what Rabbi Nazim and Azariah, that was what he symbolized. He was a man who was an 18 year old. He was just learning. But just automatically, like that, he became a Baal Maisa. He became a 70 year old. He became somebody of the stage of Maisa. It will happen on its own. And that's where we take up the story now on Chafet, on the Dabas, two, four, six, seven lines down. Tana, the last word in the line, Tana. It's been taught, Ota Ayom, that day, that day that they removed Rabbi Lozab and Azariah from his position, and they, sorry, they removed Rabbi Gambiel from his position, and appointed Rabbi Lozab and Azariah, Ota Ayom, that day, Salku and Hashem Erapeta, they removed the uh, the doorkeeper, the bouncer, the 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 nitzna lahem reshus the talmidim, and permission was granted to the talmidim lekonis to come in. What does this mean? Shaya Rabbi Gamliel matzis va'ena, because Rabbi Gamliel he used to announce and say, "Kol talmid she'im tocha kabarei." Any talmid that is inside is not like his outside. Lo yikonis the beis hamedrash. He's not allowed into the beis hamedrash. I want somebody who's consistent inside and outside. Not somebody who pretends to be from it than he really is. I need somebody, somebody in my life, my base on other people who are consistent. Whereas, we'll see, in this, uh, we'll see what happens. So that day they said, no, we're going to allow anyone who wants to come and learn can come in. Ha'u Yom of that day, it's come on Saturday. Many benches were added to the Beit HaMedosh because they had to accommodate all these extra Talmidim. Omer Rabbi Yechanan says, Rabbi Yechanan, Peligei Bo Abba Yosef Ben Zestoi Verabonu. Abba Yosef Ben Zestoi and Verabonu, they argue how many benches were actually added. Chad Omar, one says, it takes for Arba Meil Saturday. One says it was 400 benches were added. I don't know how many people each bench uh, sat, but the Chad Omar, one says, Sheva Meil Saturday Havon. Sorry, it's seven they are subsidy. It was seven hundred benches they had to add. So it's either four hundred or seven hundred, we're talking about quite a large number. I mean I think any school could, would be quite happy to have uh, such membership. It's uh, it was packed, it was absolutely standing standing room at, uh, only. So the third Sarah says, What exactly is the Makalekita? What was Rabbi Gamir? Rabbi Gamir, by the way, they made out this tomorrow to seem like a very harsh and he was uh, obviously one of the Gazoli Alzheimer. He obviously has his certain shit, he made Rabbi Shua stand up because he had to stand up for Kovit HaNossi, he was a Nossi, he says you can't have any, anyone disagreeing with me. As he calls Rabbi Yeshua in Rosh Hashanah, he says to him, you're my, you're my Rebbe in Nimrod, you're my Talmud, and as much as you've you accepted my, that I'm Nossi over and above you. He said, you're even greater than me in terms of living. He had a certain shit, but what exactly was the Makhlaikis over here? Rabbi Gamliel says, I'm not allowing in anyone who's not Tosha Kabbalah. The Tosha Rosh says, it's because the Gemara says in the Fulim, anyone who teaches, not the Gemara Nakis, anyone who teaches a Talmud who is not fitting, is Ki'iluzorik Eben the Marquudim. Very, very powerful statement. It's as if he throws a stone at the Marquudim. Marquudim is an Abedazora, and the way you serve the Abedazora, a strange sort of service is you take stones and chuck it at it. That's the way he says that of his It says anyone who, who teaches Torah to a Talmud is not fitting. It's as if he's basically taking the Torah and throwing it out of his 
So because of that, says the Tzedekah Rosh, that's why Rabbi Zemir says, I have to make absolutely certain that the people I'm teaching to are, abs- are genuine, I can't allow anyone else in. Rabbi Nozman Azari, on the other hand, he said, he says, look, that's only a problem if I know this Talmud is not fitting. But if it's not Tzedekah Kedarud, who knows? You never know what will become of this Talmud. It's a Sophie. Sophic, you know what, we can take him in. You only, when Matamora says you shouldn't teach to such a Talmud, it's only to your definite value. You know what he's like. Don't allow him in. We'll see soon, Rebbe Hashem. It could well be that it argues the same Makhlaikas are going to have a, uh, this sort of Makhlaikas uh, a little further on. And it could well be that that's why we've got 400 benches out of the 700, because that's what's talking about from the top. The number 400 represents, remember, Good, good. That, that's that's what kind of, I should have welcomed the, the youngest uh, attendants to the share so far. Young Gershlik. Uh, but uh, excellent. But yeah, the 400, it's along those lines, the 400, we said, the letter top. Uh, do you know the Gamachi of the letter top? Do you know the Gamachi? Excellent. 400. The Gamachi of the letter top is 400. And we said that the Gemara says in Shabbat, anyone who's been doing Tachiyemi, Knows that top represents M, represents truth. And we said that you find various examples of people who have 400 to come out of the name Ephraim. Ephraim, I am Tay Reishnun, is. Working it out. Yes, it's 400. Now, was Ephraim a man of truth? He was anything but a man of truth. We said that's because he made out that he was a man of truth. That's why he's got 400. But he was lacking the letter top. It's actually spelled top vol or top yud vol. But he was lacking that, the toichot. On the outside, he said, look, I'm a man of truth. He said, between you and me, beini or beini chal, the arba me, shekel, kesef, beini, 400 again, that's 400. He says, what's it between you and me? So to the shuol, the fox. There's a lot of foxes running around here at the moment. Shuol. Without a bob, it's 400. It's anything but a, uh, an honest creature. But it portrays itself on the outside. That's the idea of somebody who's not Tosha Kabari. Rabbi Yeshua, his, his idea was, it doesn't matter. Take the guy, even if on the outside he makes thousands of these ask women, it doesn't matter, let him, let him come in. Because you'll see, with time, he'll have the, as the, 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 uh, the, uh, the Shorim right. He says, you want, it, you want to become genuine? Sometimes you've got to do the, sort of the, the artificial um, compressions, the physical artificial compression. In other words, behave as a front guy, and you'll see what effect it has upon you. He says, take these guys in. They want, they make out as if they're from the 400 benches, you'll see they'll become from. You'll see they'll become genuine. So too the idea of 700. 700 is also. 700 represents 7. The number 7 represents the full cycle. It represents the idea of Sobea. comes from the word Shevan Sobea, the same method. Something which is satiated, which is full. The same idea again. Is that once, once you reach that stage, take the guy in. You'll see eventually he'll go to the next stage. The number eight. Eight, which is up and beyond. That was the shit of Rabbi Yeshua. Take them in and you'll see what will, co- what will become of them. Right now you're looking at them and saying they're not genuine. You just watch. Take in somebody who at least, as long as on the outside, as long as they're on the outside, he portrays himself as being a man of MS. He portrays himself as being a man of 
So they are, I've reached that stage, you'll see, just watch what will become of it. Same idea of what we said before. Rabbi Yeshua's shetah was Ma'ariv is Rishuk, which means, let things happen on their own. Let the guy learn, and you'll see, he'll become a Ba'amaita, he'll become a man who actually acts, not just pretends to be something. You'll see what will become of him. I'll tell you, there's, there's a fascinating, fascinating letter that Shimshon Pinker's penned to somebody. This person was a, it seems like he was a young man, it seems he was married, and he wrote to Shimshon Pinker saying basically he wanted to as good as commit suicide. He said he doesn't think his life is worth living, he says he's a fake, he pre- pretends to be such a front guy, and he knows, he says he's a fake, what good is he to society, what good is he to his wife, his children, he's a fake. And if Shimshon Pinker writes back and says basically you're a fool, and says, uh, he says, Committing suicide is not going to help anything. It's like jumping, right, the house is saying, from the, from the fire pan into the, uh, the frying pan into the fire. It's going to be even worse. Committing suicide is uh, even worse. But he says to him, he says, on the contrary. He says, if you're a fish, he says, it's a very, very deep concept. But he says, you have to realize there's something called the fire, the outside. There's something called the tofu, your inside. And then there's something called the tofu. The real, the, the, the depths of your, of your sight, if you want, there's something much, much deeper inside you. He says, a fake, what is a fake? A fake is somebody who there's a lack of coordination, there's a contradiction between the outside and the inside. But there's absolute, um, they go in tandem, the outside goes in tandem with the first person, with the very, very inside of you. Why do you want to dress like such a person? Why do you want to dress like such a, a good from Jew if you're not behaving like that? The answer is because deep, deep, deep down, in the recesses of your heart, you, what you really want to be is a good Jew. And that's why you're dressing like a from Jew. Because if you didn't have anything there, there was no spark of Yiddish right there, you wouldn't, be, you wouldn't care. He says, as long as you're toast on the contrary, he says, take shizzik from that. He says, if your toast is genuine, just watch, in time, it'll overflow, and that gap will be closed. That's what he wrote. That's a fascinating idea. And that's basically, basically what Rabbi Yeshua is saying over here. Don't worry about the fact that there's, a, there's this, um, this, this, this gap between the person and the Bible. This contradiction, it just doesn't matter. If on the outside he behaves like a from Jew, he's at 400, he's at 700, he's at... doesn't matter what it's like on the inside. You'll see, just watch. As long as he comes to base on Edish, he'll see the beauty of the he'll have the desired effect, and you'll see he'll become genuine. And we're going to see this, this much like repeated as the story continues on. So look, the story continues on now. Have a kokosho dafi the Rabbi Gamliel. We're now two, four, six, seven lines up in the narrow lines on Chavkeh Samadali. So Rabbi Gamliel, he was upset. Understandably, he was upset if he's demoted from his position. But it was, that's not what he was upset about. Amazing. He wasn't, he said, well, if you don't want me as a Nazi, I won't be the Nazi. What was he upset about? Because Omar, he said, he saw, look how many people have suddenly come to learn. He suddenly had a thought. Perhaps Chast Vashonim has withheld her from Klamitor. I refused all these Talmidim into the base. I'm there just look, 400, 700 benches of Talmidim, and I was stopping them learning. He was scared. After they Bechalme, so they showed him in his dream, Chast Vashivre, the Madion Kitma. White barrels, which were filled with ash. Now, white represents good, sublime, spiritual. Ashes are black. They represent somebody who is bad. So you've got these white barrels with a black inside. What does that look like? 
that's somebody who is on the outside is a good from guy, and on the inside he's nothing but that. Nothing like that. Sorry, nothing like that, I should say. So that's what they showed him in a dream. Now, why were they showing him? Is this to say, don't worry, all these Talmudians you didn't accept, they're all like that. They're all such people, they're all Rabbi Yeshua's wrong. They're on the outside, they're, they're, they're from guys, but on the inside they're nothing. It says the Gemara Valehi, but it's not true. He Kitaka was wrong. Hahidi Yisuli Date Kuda Aksule. The only reason Shaman gave him such a thing in a dream was just Hahu, Hahi, that was the Asuli Date, that was just to comfort him, to uh, alleviate his, his Das, Kuda Aksule. That's why they showed it to him in the dream. Just to comfort him. Rabbi Gaya was all nervous. He was such a topic and Shaman didn't want to cause him any more pain. So they showed him the dream just as if to say, don't worry, you were up. But it might be he wasn't right. He should have taken in those Talmudim. Tama, Idiyas Bovayim Mishnah. It's been taught that the whole of Idiyas, that those Mishnahis and Idiyas which we learned on earlier, those Mishnahis which start off as always, like them as we're going to see, all those Mishnahis are taught on this one day. This whole story takes place basically in one day. Now. And all those Mishnahis are taught on that day. The Chalhechaz Amrin of Bovayim Wherever the Gemara says, Boi Bayim, on that day, the following halakha was taught, what's that day? Hahu Yomahavi. You should know it's on that day that the, that uh, Rabbi Gamliel was answered and Rabbi Elon uh, Benazayah took his position. There was no halakha which was left hanging in the Beit HaMedrash, Shadopir Shur, which they didn't decide, they didn't explain it, they didn't come to a decision. Because in other words, because there were so many Talmudians, there was so much terror and there were so many different people who could give their part, there was no other which was left hanging. And presumably the idea is that you've got to realize every person's got their faith, they can tell you. And if somebody asks, I mean, the answer may be partial, but I think somebody asked from Frank Henry if I've got an answer to Rabbi Akiva's, Rabbi Akiva Eger's question, does that mean I've, I've obviously missed something? Does that mean I've, I've missed something? How can it be? I've got an answer to Rishi Impossible. God might be Rishi It's impossible. Must be, must be I, mi- I missed something. She says no. Every person has got their Chedek and Torah. That was your Chedek and Torah. Your Chedek and Torah, that wasn't the Chedek of Rishi Vega. It seems like an impossibility. It's not because you're crazy. Far from it. It's because that's your Chedek and Torah. I'll say that, but on the other hand, I'll tell you the, the other way around is Rabbi Zuel Rosenbaum and Gates says, He's a descendant of Chassan of Rabbi Kivega. And he says one time he came to London, he's a very excitable, a very, uh, Molly Simcha, I don't know if you've ever met him. He's a person, and he, he came to London and he, uh, he met somebody in London. He went back to Gateshead and he went to Rabbi Gurbitz. He was very, very close to Rabbi Gurbitz. And he came back all excited, all bubbly. He's a very, uh, and he came back to Rabbi Gurbitz and he said, You know who I met in London? I met somebody in London. He's managed to answer, he's writing a paper, he's managed to answer all the questions of Rabbi Kibbege except two. I think it was except two, I think it was. So Rabbi said, he said from the Yiddish to advise those, he said that, that, that seems to be that he only understood two questions of Rabbi Kibbege. He said, you answer one question of Rabbi Kibbege, knew that to be your Chedek and Torah. Two questions, but if somebody thinks they can answer all the questions of Rabbi Kibbege far two, you only understood two. Then you've definitely gone wrong. You're not that clever. You're not that better, much better than Rabbi Kinega. It means you've obviously got. You're learning with this, with this, uh, with this. Um, this thought. But once you've got, a, you've got to answer every question. It means you're pushing. You're, you're, 
you're sort of um, stretching around, it's not happening. But as I said, but the bottom line is theoretically everyone has got their chilek and Torah and the more time you've got, the more likely you are to be able to deal with every problem which comes down. Says the Gemara, the Rabbi Gamliel, and even Rabbi Gamliel, this is just unbelievable, even Rabbi Gamliel did not withhold himself from the Beit HaMajah, even for one moment. You hear that? Rabbi Gamliel, he'd been He'd been fired from his position, and yet, he still came to the base of medicine, now as a Talmud. Unbelievable, as a Talmud. We're not about years later, this is the next day. And obviously, there's a, there's, a, uh, uh, there's a very important lesson to this, but I'll just read to you the Lashon of the Hakkase. It's printed in the Enyaqa, he's early after He says, Ramanu me updod the Rabbi Gamliya. We learned from this story of Rabbi Gamliya, Ta'eras Gobba. There's a major lesson to be taken from this. Do not hold on to Mahlaikas. Dissipate it as quickly as possible. Diffuse it. When you see the truth, admit to the truth and give it covered. Commercial offer Rabbi Gumliel. he didn't withhold himself from the Bitamedrush. Ukadaylan is do more than this. Even though what Rabbi Gamliel is going to say is also Rabbi Yeshua disagreed and he was master it. We're going to see Hechniyah as Asmai. Rabbi Gamliel is going to subdue himself. But Omran is going to say Ichuhasa Ezel Lefaiser. He says, Masi, now I've got to go and appease. We're going to see this soon. I'm going to have to go and appease Rabbi Yeshua. Because of Rashi, tell the Hochi Yisraelos to Rabbi Yeshua the Chinam Tiaiser. He says, look, it must be, that looks like Rabbi Shua. He says, obviously I'm wrong. I've done something wrong with this whole thing. This whole story I thought contained for nothing, I have to go and ask him the Can you imagine it? The day after you've been demoted, to be able to have the strength of character, to say, I'm going to go along to the base time I'm not going to stop learning. I'm going to act as a tongue in front of the rust. And Rabbi Yeshua is going to pass in against me. And as a result of that, the same day I'm going to go and appease Rabbi Yeshua and say, you know what? I was wrong. I mean, there's at least one, there must be at least one lesson there. I mean, the, the book of Yosef, right, I think he gives us, 20, I think, 15 lessons from this story we can take. This is one very, very powerful lesson. I'll tell you just one, one story which has come to mind about, about Mahlaikas. It's one of the most powerful stories I've, I, I, I've heard about, about Mahlaikas. You should know before, just, just a word of introduction, the Gemara says in Sanhedrin, Plato Mayim Rishis Modern. The person who starts the Mahlaikas, Plato Mayim, you release the water to Mahlaikas, Rishis modern. The Gemara says, Rish meal dine. You're starting off a hundred dinim. That's Rishis modern. Rishis, you're starting modern. Meal dine. And for the people who are experts in Gematria, modern is a hundred, Rashi says. You can write that one out. Mem dalad bov no. It's a hundred. So, um, what we've got here is, it says, it starts off from terrible, terrible things. And I'll tell you just one story I remember hearing years ago, if you remember this, any, anyone who saw this was the Tishabot, I think it was the Tishabot of uh, one of these common time heritage things that was around in Gates, we're going back, I don't know, some eight, ten years, I can't remember how long it was. And I think it was right, Fran, he told this story, come out my Mahalakas there. And he told the story of two neighbours that could have been who were involved, and he got into a very, very heated Mahalakas. And never one of the, the Bali Mahalakas, I mean, he lost the child, possibly even lost the second one. And somebody went to him and said, look, 
it's about time you take the message. Who knows? This could be different from We know terrible things happen. And you know what he said? Shocking. He said, I don't care if I lose every single one of my, ch- my children that I'm going to win this Mufflegs. He's talking about how a person can think irrationally, and that's basically what we learned, that's what our case is saying here, diffuse the Mufflegs for the first opportunity. Because it gets out of hand. A person can be, can be so irrational what he can think, he just doesn't know where, he loses a complete sense of, uh, of uh, as we said, you know, thinking rationally. It's, it's unbelievable what a person can come to. The damages. And that's what Rabbi Muriel teaches us earlier, as Zakir says, at the first opportunity, diffuse the situation. And that's what Rabbi Muriel did. In terms of Gemara, how do we know he came to the Beit Hamedish that day? Now, on the first middle sized line, just now, because it's been taught in the Mishnah. Boi Bayo, on that day, it's a Messiah design, but we know what Boi Bayo means. Boi Bayo means on this very day. Boi Yehudah, Ger, Amini, Lifneh. Yehudah, who is a Ger from Amin, he came along to them, the Beit HaMedosh and the Beit HaMedosh. And Omar Rahim, he said to them, Ma'ani lo'vobakol. What about me? Can I come into the... Can I become a guest? Because we know, what's our love Can Armoni become a guest? No. Even 10th generation, an Armoni and a Mayavi cannot become a guest. A female one, yes, but not a male, sorry. I think it means retroactive. Presumably. Um... So, Omale Rabbi Gamliel, so Rabbi Gamliel said to him, Also, I follow the Bakal. As we know, you're forbidden. So you can, if you want, you will, we'll, we'll sprinkle the waters, the figurative waters, and you, you won't be able to marry into the. Into the truth is, not necessarily. You know what? It could, it, it could be he could become. It could, it could be he was already there, but he's asking, Can I marry in? I, I, I don't see any reason why he can't become again. It says he can't marry in. Yeah? So, I t- take back what I said. He was again. He said, I want to marry now a good Jewish, Jewish lady. Am I allowed to? But the says, no, you can't. It says, You can't marry him ever. So, Omari Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Yeshua said, no, I disagree. You're permitted to come into the, into literally the assembly, you can marry him. Omari Rabbi Yeshua, Now, surely it says in the Prophet, that an Armoni and a Moavi shall not come into the assembly of Hashem. You can't marry him. So Omari Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Yeshua said back to him, Are Moavi still in their place? They're not. The people who live in Amin Moav now, they're not Armoni, they're not Moavite. Samcheder, the king of Ashur, has already come up, we know that some say we mixed down all the nations. The people that have been in France are not the French. The people that, they're not the original French, I suppose. Maybe, maybe, that may be a bad example, I don't know when they start there. But the people living in Amun and Moyot, they're not Ammonites. They're not the Moabites. That's not Ammonites. They could be mixed for all you know. Everyone's been mixed around. That's what he responded. Shenem, as it says, the Osir Gavulos Amin, and I will remove. The, the uh, borders of the nations, in other words, uh, what, se- what uh, segments them off from others. We're on Chavches, on the now, two, four, six lines down in the middle, middle uh, side line. Shenama says, I will remove the borders of the nations. The Avtudo Seyam, I think the way we actually read that is, and I will plunder their, I think their treasures, I think it goes, I think that's what it means. And I will 
bring down, um, I think that means the mighty, um, the mighty dweller. In other words, basically what, what it's talking about, that, that, that's actually talking about, um, it's talking about uh, Sanchea. And when Sanchea comes along, he says, basically, I'm going to remove the, um, the things in this nation being in this land. I'm going to move them all around. That's basically, in a nutshell, what, what he's saying there. Um, one second. Yeah, that's uh, just double checking. That's basically what, that's basically what, what, how you translate the pastor. Yeah, that I will plunder. I mean, there are different translations, but I will plunder their storehouses. And I will bring down the mighty ones and others. I will remove their, their stability. Now he says, Rabbi Shah hasn't finished yet. So he says, now we've got a problem. So the people living, living in Amun Umayyad, you have no idea who they are. On the other hand, you can say, you know what, you can never accept anyone into, into any gay now, because maybe they're from Amun Umayyad. Anywhere in the world. Maybe in England you've got Moabites living here. The answer is because the Polish me Ruba Polish. We have a rule that anything which comes out of you pick something out, you can assume it comes from the road, it comes from the, from the majority. If you've got a, a, a bag of, of meat and nine pieces are kosher, one is non kosher, and you pick out one, you can assume it's the kosher piece. Or a piece falls out. Let's say a piece falls out, you're going to so do it. You've got a guy, a question, your hood are who is supposedly Gaumani because he's living in Amun, you can assume he's probably not at an original Amunite. Therefore, he can be Megayah. So, Omar Rabbi Gamliel, so Rabbi Gamliel said back to Rabbi Yeshua, Va'alokavanema, the Shorty has already said, Va'alokavanema, the Shorty has already said, Va'alokavanema, I will bring back the captivity, the captives of Bnei Amun, Nu'om Hashem says, Hashem, Ukva'ashobu. And they've already come back, you've got people living in Amun, so quite clearly, Amun has come back to their place. You can't rely on the fact that Sancheirev has moved around the nation. They're, now they're living there again. So Omar Rabbi Shua, so Rabbi Shua said back to Rabbi Gamliel, and this is the final point, that the Halok of Anema surely also says in the Pasuk, the Shafi Eshavut Ami Yisrael, and I will bring, bring back the captivity of my people Yisrael. Zadayin Eshavut. Where are we? Have we come back? Or are we still in God? We're still in God. So if that Pasuk hasn't been fulfilled, why do you assume that Amun, the Pasuk about Amun's captivity being returned has been fulfilled? It hasn't yet happened. And therefore the people living in Amun, you can assume that from the road, their majority, they are not Amunites. Straight away they allowed him to come into the, into the assembly. They allowed him to marry him. Now just before we go on, Obviously, there's no question about it. They're arguing about the Pesukim and the Londas here about going after the road. I'm not questioning that. But at a deeper level, at a deeper level, could there be, once again, the same Makhlukas repeating itself? Remember, Rabbi Gamliel didn't allow the Tamidim in. Why did he say he didn't allow the Tamidim? Well, not Tosha Kabare. Because he said, I'm worried, the what? It's Kaderic Evan and If you teach Torah to somebody who's not fitting, it's like throwing up, basically serving up a desire. And Rabbi Lozman Azariah, he says, no. That's only if you know, if you know that he's not fitting. So you have to realize the majority of people, they're, they're quite alright. Just because on the outside they're not quite as from, or they're more from than the inside, they're quite alright. The majority are fine. It's the same as here. Rabbi, 
As I said, I, I'm not questioning, of course, these are the Pesukim, there's no question about it. But Rabbi Gamaliel has said a deeper level on the same idea again. He says, do you know for a fact this guy's not, not, not an Ammonite? Do you know that? He comes from Ammonite. So you saying for the majority. Do you know he's not Ammonite? We can't accept him into the call. We can't allow this Tamilian to be some Ezzush. We can't allow this guy to marry into, into the... Unless you know for a fact he's not an original Ammonite. As far as I'm concerned, he comes from the place of Ammonite. On the outside of it, on the, or at a superficial glance, he looks like an Ammonite. You want to sit on the inside, figuratively on the inside, that really he's not an Ammonite. Some Chayim moves them around, prove it. I go by, I need definite answers. I don't allow Tamidim into my base Tamidim, unless I know that they are good Tamidim. I don't go after the majority. I don't, if they're not Tesla Kabar, I won't allow them in. So to him, he comes from Ammon. You want to tell me he's not Ammon enough? Do you know that for a fact? No, so I'm not, as far as I'm saying, he's not allowed to, to marry him. Whereas Rabbi Elod in the Mazarai says, no, once again, we go after the majority. Forget what you're looking at. Here's the opposite way around. The Tocha is the... You're ignoring the Tocha. There, the Tocha is, is, is the front side of it. But either way, he's saying, don't look at the... Go after the majority. The majority, the vast, vast majority of the from Amen are not Amenites. Allow me. Same as way it's repeated again. And as I said, obviously, after the Sukkim and everything, the Londons which have gone into it. Carries on the Gemara. So when Ramadan saw that the Halakha had been passed in the gate of him, as he said, he wasn't bothered by the fact he'd been demoted. What caused him pain was, look at this. Omar Rabban Gamliel says Rabban Gamliel, Since this is what's happened, I can see the Halakha has been passed in the gate to me. Ezel the Faisal Rabbi Yeshua. I'm going to go now and I'm going to appease Rabbi Yeshua. I'm going to go and appease Rabbi Yeshua. Again, as uh, I said, he didn't say because I caused him pain that I made him stand up. That's not what he said. Because he still maintained he was right. And sometimes the Rebbe has to make a stand. But he said, the fact that Allah has gone against me, I see I'm wrong. Obviously I'm wrong. Okay? Through that, I see maybe I shouldn't have caused him such pain. Otherwise, I would have maintained I was right. So, in, because they, they've just voted against him. The answer to Rui said, they, they, we just said, that they, they passed him that you heard that guy, I'm only thinking to marry him. Rabbi Shura still a thousand. He's still learning the way to manage this presumably. Yeah? So, um, by the way, I think I was just talking about Rabbi Lozman Azari about going to Shittos. It's Rabbi Yeshua. So, Rabbi Yeshua and Rabbi Lozman Azari basically taking the same stuff. You allow Tamid and then you go after the majority of them. Not, not like Rabbi Yeshua. I was talking about Rabbi Lozman Azari. It's the same, same idea. So, carries on the Gemara. Omar Abba Gamliel. Let me go and appease Rabbi Rab- Yeshua. Kimata Levesi, when he reached his house, Chazinu Ashisa Devesi. He saw the walls of his house, the Meshachron, they were black. He saw the walls of Rabbi Yeshua were black. Omar So he said to Rabbi Yeshua, Nikotle Beisah. From the walls of your house, Asanikar, you are recognized that I can see, Shepechomi Asa. It must be if you're a blacksmith. Yeah. Rashi, Rashi says either he's a blacksmith or you're somebody who makes charcoal. That's why your walls are black. So Omar to Rabbi Yeshua said to him, Oi lo woe to the generation, Sha'ata Parnaso, that you are the one who supports it. You don't know the pain of Tamidah Hafomim. 
You suddenly come and say, oh, I can see you're a blacksmith. You must have a very hard time making a living. Obviously, your walls are black, you don't have a nice, comfortable home. It is woe to the generation that you've never even realised. You don't know the conditions we're living under. So, at that point, he said, you don't know the South, some of our songs, our name is Parnassim, with what they get their Parnassim, with our name is only with what they sustain themselves, you don't know. So, Omar Lois, Rabbi Miel said to him, Na'aniti Lot, I sort of subdue myself to you, Mechayr Li, please forgive me. In other words, Na'aniti Lot, Rashi says, means, I sort of spoke, it's an expression of Ani, I speak up, and other I spoke too much. I, I was too, uh, sort of iron fisted uh, over you. Mechayli, please forgive me. So, look, right, that's how you chat in. And if you love, I spoke too much, Mechayli, please forgive me. Lay us that day, Rabbi Yeshua took no notice. She said, please, our Savior should go to the other. So, Rabbi Munir, at least do it for the covet of my father. Who is this father? You assume, Rabbi Munir's father, but if you, the, actually, Rabbi Nissan Zahn says, it means Hillel al Zokin. Forgive me. Forgive me because of the COVID, the COVID of, my, of, uh, of my father. Because you should know here, just to give you a little bit of uh, history here, there's quite a few Rabbi Gamliel, I mean, at least two or three. Rabbi Gamliel here, he was the son of Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel, who was a fourth generation Tehra al Which means that Rabbi Gamliel here we're talking about is a fifth generation Tehra al And Rabbi Gamliel Gon says that that's what he means. I think the short way other means Tehra al He says, please forgive me because of his COVID. P.S. At that point, he says, I'll be at peace. He accepts the... He was most... Again, there's an obvious lesson by this, by the way. Which is... When you're most of something, you have to be genuine. Yeah? There's a, there's a story with... Uh, I think it was Rebbe Elia, Rebbe Lothian, that uh, somebody went to long time and said, he, he said, please, you know, Rebbe, I, I spoke Lashon Hara, I think it was about you. Please forgive me. He says, well, what did you say about me? He says, I don't really want to tell you. He said, well, then I can't forgive you. He told him. He said, come back in two weeks. He came back in two weeks and he said, I can forgive you now. He said, he says, why, why, do you, are you to send me away for two weeks? He said, the reason is, as we said. He said, if you want, I could have told you on the spot, I forgive you. But it wouldn't have been genuine. It hurt me. What you said about me hurt me. I'm a human being. Do you want me to be most? I have to work on myself. And the same thing, I'm sure I've been hurt so much. He said, I can't forgive you. I can say I'll forgive you, but I won't. You find this idea, by the way, you find with, with uh, you remember this, Rabbeinu Basai, with, with the brothers of Yosef. The Rabbeinu Basai says an unbelievable thing. The brothers, they came to Yosef and they said, please forgive us. Yosef never uttered the word Mokul, Lothar, that I forgive you. And as a result, you know what happened? That's the terrible, terrible calamity which befell Kralisol, Rabbi Akiva, all these who were killed by the Malchus. That happened. Why? Because he didn't ask. Look at what he said to them. He said, I know it's all from Hashem, you've got nothing to worry about. At the end of the day, he didn't say the word Malchus. As Colin may remember, Apostle Shatana is the idea of Malchus. The word Malchus is a circle. To be Malchus means to be able to go back and to be able to relive that experience and say, I can let go of it. It's not just to say the word, yeah, yeah, I'm off, I'm, I'm Moshe. It means I've got to be able to genuinely be able to say, I can let go of that experience. And Yosef said, I can't. At that time when they asked him, 
when they asked him to forgive them, do you know what he was doing at that time? Where were they passing? They were passing the pit, the body says to say. And the brother saw him shaking. Mama was shaking like, like everything. He's really reliving the experience. He said, can you be most last now? Now it's time. He says, I can't. I can tell you that I hold nothing against you, but the night and the feet I can't do. And that's what's going on here. When he said to him, but for the sake of my, at least for the sake of, he said, for the sake of your, of your well, fifth generation uh, father, that I, can, that I can do. And he was most of Carries on the Gemara. Um, they said, Who's going to go along and let the Rabbanon know? If he's been most of the Rabbanon, they have to let Rabbanon back into his position. Surely, Rabbi Yeshua has been appeased. So, said so with that um, washerman, Lord Dreadman, who said, he said to them, I'm not of Dilma, I'll go along. So, Shalat to Rabbi Yeshua, so Rabbi Yeshua sent them the following message. The baby message of the Reisha Medrash. Mandal of Ishmadal. One who has worn the mother, which, which Rashi says, somebody who normally wears them ill. He's accustomed to wear them ill, like the Kren Godel. Yobash mother. He should wear them ill. Umanda Lelovish mother. Whereas somebody who's not accustomed to wear them ill. Yemali Umanda Lelovish mother. Can he say to the one who is accustomed to wear them ill, Shalach Madeh, take off your ill, that are not Aldashi and I'll wear. In other words, when the male for years he's been the Nazi. And now Rabbi Dobbs and Abad is coming along and saying, Rabbi Mandel, out of here, I'll lay in the I'll take over the position. You can't do that then. So Omaru Rabbi Akiva, so Rabbi Akiva said to the, the Rabban, he said to the Rabban when he saw this COVID coming along, he said, Turn to Gali, close the door. So don't they to ask the Rabban Gamil so that the servants of Rabban Gamil shouldn't come along, but he started the Rabban and called the Rabban Star. In other words, they assumed who's sending this message is Shaman Gamil. Rabbi Gamaliel tried to get his position back. He said, close the door, get rid of these people. We're not allowing them in. So Omar Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Yeshua said, he realized they obviously they're misconstruing the message, they don't realize it's coming from him. He says, Mosav, it would be better to take on the Ezel, Anon, the Gabayim. Then I should get up and go to them. Also he came along, Torah Baba, he, he knocked on the door, he banged on the door, and Omar he said to them, a different Moshe this time, Mazer ben Mazer, Yada. The one who sprinkles the water, again the claim with the with the Parazuma, the one who sprinkles the water, who is the son of the one who did that, Yada, he should sprinkle the water. The Shaino Lomaza, the somebody who is not, who is neither one who sprinkles, then he's not the son of, son of the one who does this job. Yoma he should be able to say to the one who the Maza the Maza to the one who for generations has been doing this. That your water is literally is water of, of a cave. In other words, it's useless. The Afrofa and your ashes, the ashes that you add to the they're not horizon ashes, they're just ashes from a fire. In other words, you're not fitting for the job. Same idea, same idea again. For a generation, he's had the Messiah been passed down from here all the way down. And now we've got Rabbi Osman Azari coming along and saying, sorry, out of there. Says you can't do that. Now, why did he change the motion? What was wrong with the first motion? Shall ask the question. I mean, obviously, the pastor says why he changed the motion is a good question. The first motion was fitting for the who who went for the first motion? 
Who is that necessary? A washer, a guy who, uses, who deals in clothes. He gave a muscle to his clothes. With the ill. And maybe now, there's some like Ethan Nick I'll be sure I've got all that. He's a maybe make some. But I think it could be there's more to it than that. And that is because he understood why are they not taking the message? Because in the first message, what, what he said was, look, Rabbi Gamliel, he's been wearing the ear all these years. He's a Nazi. You can't just kick him out. So the Talmudim said, but you're missing something major from that, from that uh, Moshev. That obviously comes from the Abodim of Rabbi Gamliel. Because you missed out on that Moshev, the fact that this person has been wearing the ill, he's dirty this ill. He's done something wrong. You're talking about, you're making it out as if it's just like that, simply like that. He's a guy who's been wearing the ill, and somebody else has come along and said, out of here, you're not, no longer fitting to wear the ill. Well, who, who, which, which cat would say such a thing? It must be the cat of Rabbi Gamliel. Because they obviously believe he's done nothing wrong. So you can't kick him out. Therefore, Rabbi Yeshua went along and he changed the motion. He says, you've got a, a person in Rabbi Gamliel, who as far as you're concerned, he's done something wrong. His ashes are not ashes of the Torah Zuma. They're just some ashes. They're fake. His water is not mine kind. It's not water which you can use for the Torah Zuma. That's what you believe. But he said you've got no right to say that to him. Until now, he's been serving faithfully, righteously, and now you're coming along and saying he's not fitting. You have a cloud. You can't judge him. Don't be... Don't, don't be so, um, no, what, what, uh, judgmental. Don't be so judgmental. You haven't reached this position. You're not a naughty yourself. You have no right to do it. You're right. You believe his Afe is Afe Mitzvah. You believe his water is Mema Ora. But you have no right to kick him out based on that. That's what Rabbi Yeshua told her. So, what did they say? So, Omale Rabbi Akiva. So, when he heard this, Rabbi Akiva said to him, Rabbi Yeshua, this Tayasa. In fact, it could be, by the way, he went and banged the door and just told Rabbi Akiva this. It could be he wasn't speaking to all the Talmudim. Rabbi Akiva then said to Rabbi Yeshua, he said, Rabbi Yeshua, this Tayasa, obviously you've been appeased. Everything we did, we only did it because of your covet. The next, tomorrow, Aniva Atanakim, the Pitzchai, tomorrow I and you will get up, we'll go to his Pesach, we'll go to his door. In other words, we'll go to Rabbi Gamliel and offer him the position back. Aubrey, but they said we've got a problem now. Hey, can Niabe, what should we do? Niabe, should we, should we remove Rabbi Nazim and Azariah from his position? We can't do that. Gimire, we have a tradition. You can only raise a person's position, his Kedusha. You can't demote his Kedusha. You can't take him down. Once Rabbi Nazim and Azariah has been appointed, we can't remove him. We explained on Friday, we explained the, how, how that fits in with, with uh, if you remember, with Rabbi Gamliel, we said he himself demoted himself. Therefore, it's not a kasha. Nidush ma'achado shabso, ma'achado shabso. He says, you, what we could do is we could have a shared position. Each one will dash for one shabba. You can't do that either, because then they'll come to get, they'll be jealousy, they'll be, they'll be a competition. And on this verse, Rabbi Gamliel, Colossus, Shabtay, Rabbi Leg, Rabbi Gamliel, he should dash him for three weeks. Some have to give it for two weeks. But Rabbi Nozim and Azariah, Chadah Shabtay, Rabbi Nozim and Azariah for one Shabtay. The Haimu to Amamar, and that's what you'll find elsewhere where it says, Shabtay shall be Oisah. Whose Shabtay was it that week? 
Shay Rabbi Ozab and Azariah Isa, it says Elsa is Rabbi Ozab and Azariah's week. What do you mean whose week was it? The answer is but it came to this this stage where they have to share it. And sometimes it's Rabbi Ozab and Azariah, sometimes it was Rabbi Ozab and a week. And the the um, the Rabbi Nisim Gan Ashley also appointed Rabbi Ozab and Azariah with the point as our basis. Got an exposition with our basis as well. Finishes off the Gemara. So he said, "Tell me, you want to know who was the?" So to speak, the protagonist in this, the one who started this whole thing off, who asked the question in the Beit HaMedrash, Rabbi Shimon Ben Yechayah, was Rabbi Shimon Ben Yechayah. Why did the Gemara suddenly at this point wake up and say, and who was that Talmud? It's like, as an afterthought. Right at the end of the story, it says, who was that Talmud is Rabbi Shimon Ben Yechayah? Why? Why didn't it tell you at the beginning? Sorry? Well, you still look at it and look at what he calls. You're right. I think the answer is that, like, like, like Colin said. If you look in, if you look in Pasha's bottle, with the whole mighty Cosby and Zimri, you won't find their names there. It doesn't say their names. Take a look in Pasha's Simchal, suddenly it tells you who they were. The same idea you find elsewhere, I can't think offhand where it is, but you find the same idea I've got it written down somewhere, the same idea I found elsewhere as well. Why is that? I think you find it elsewhere as well. Rukhaim Shemulevitz used to say, I heard this from Rai Fortum as well, with the mighty Cosby and Zimri, he said this. He said, the answer is, because in the heat of Colin says, when the story is taking place, to save Kobe and Zimri, it's the biggest canai, it's the biggest embarrassment, the biggest humiliation. It's not necessary to reveal their identities at that stage, so we cover it up, we give them a little bit of protection. But at the end of the day, for some reason, we have to tell you they were the stuff to remove them from it, we have to reveal their identities. So we'll tell you after the mitzvah. And I think maybe as Colin said, the same thing I did, the same idea here. If you told us who the Talmud was at the beginning, when the actual Machlokim is bubbling up, it's starting all over, you say, Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon, look at what you call. It tells you after the night, and everything's calmed down a little bit, even though, obviously, if you plug it back into the story, you look at, you say, look at what he's called, you have to tell you for some reason, I don't know why, I'm sure there's some reason why you have to know who the Tom did, I'm sure the forest will explain why, there's some relevance, but the point is, leave it till afterwards. Don't tell us right when the story happens. Rabbi <laughs>